Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. Again, that's the sound of rock cracking. You got Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right here on webtalkradio.net. We're glad to have you. Some of you listeners to us from other sources, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Stitcher Radio. Glad to have you all listening to us. But webtalkradio.net, that's, uh, that's where we are put together and produced. So we appreciate everybody there. And we appreciate you. And you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. And guess what? Wow. Last week in my entire life, and I'm not elderly. I hope you won't think I am. But I was born in 1960. Of course, I don't remember uh, anything uh, when I was born in December of 1960. Dwight D. Eisenhower was president. Don't remember when he was president. Don't remember when John F. Kennedy was president. But that goes back a long time. I remember each president after that, Johnson, all the way through. Uh, now, uh, if you call Joe Biden uh, the elected president. But, well, he's in the White House, okay? I don't know how he got elected in some cases. And that makes him mad. And last week, he, have you, what I was going to, I have never seen a speech from our president, the president of the United States, that looks so satanic. It's like they had that White House like something from Halloween with Satan or a satanic figure up there. Did you see that hellish red <laughs> color? He had two great Marines behind him. Was he using those for political pawns? Now, how many times do you see a speech from the White House? And I remember seeing Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, Bush one, you know, Clinton, Bush two, Obama, and, and and now and Trump of course, and now we got Joe Biden turning the White House the room red with a red hellish color and putting two Marines back there and they were doing their duty to the commander in chief, but was that necessary and have we seen that before? to give a speech that the White House said was non-political, and yet he lambasted and accused half the nation and those who didn't vote for him, that uh, those who support the MAGA agenda. Well, make America great again. If you won't make America great again, then then you're going to be opposition, and you are un-American, and you ought to be defeated and ridiculed. And that's basically what he said. And the White House said it wasn't political. And they came back the next day and walked back some of the... But you know good and well he didn't talk off uh, the open mic. He was talking with a detailed, purposely planned, word-by-word teleprompter speech. 
and then they walk back some of it. You're kidding me. Wow. And, and, the, and he ranted like an angry old man. Never, uh, never did he give kindness. He didn't want to give charity. Abraham Lincoln talked about charity in the middle of the Civil War. You know, second inaugural address. There was no mercy, no kindness, no hope. There was no hope. If you believed in making America great again, there's no hope for you in this uh, American democracy, the republic of, of what we live in. But Joe Biden gave you no hope if you voted for Trump, if you believe in making America great again. He's called us neo-fascists just a couple of weeks ago. Or, or what in I, I don't want to be wrong. He called us a half-fascist. And just, here's a guy that took $500 billion, which could be costing a trillion dollars, said, I'm going to take this loan away from you and put it on the backs of people who didn't sign anything. And is that fascism? <laughs> it sounds like it to me. And he just did that. And then he calls everybody who opposed his policies fascist is this a mind is this a president with a mind or is just uh whoever's writing the speeches i tell you we're going to talk about that today we we got a good clip from uh there's all kind of people talking about it but there was a clip from uh governor ron DeSantis on fox news we're going to play some of that and i'll discuss some as it goes along and then on the second half of the show, we got a speech, well, uh, a clip from Fox News from Mike Huckabee, who had some good points. And I just, I'm sitting here still just flabbergasted that America and the mainstream media and the Democratic Party, well, that I'm sorry, the mainstream media is the arm of the Democratic Party and the socialist left. I mean, we see it time and time again. I'm glad you listen to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. We got to have people listen to something besides the the molding mechanism of trying to warp the minds of America. And that's what the mainstream media does time and time again. And and how they colluded with the president and the White House staff to make this speech looks like it's coming from hell. I, I mean, you almost have to believe there's some uh satanic rituals or something going on there i'm not saying they are don't don't accuse me of that i'm just saying how do you get something look like the pit of hell in the white house i mean that's what uh they had an image reason these people are image masters these are the same people you remember when barack obama accepted the democratic nomination in 2008 you know they they replicated a they replicated uh, a throne room and it came from a berlin <laughs> it came from a museum in berlin and and it was it was put together because a guy had gone to the place in turkey and and dug it up and brought it to berlin an archaeologist but it was the throne of satan <laughs> it's still in germany but they patterned the entire stage set up for barack obama's Democratic Party acceptance speech in 2008 from the throne of Satan. So you have to think some of these people who are in Obama's administration 
are in Biden's administration too. Now, why they want to uh, make things look like it's the seat of the devil, I don't know. But, but let's uh, let's get right in the show. Let, let let me play this clip some from Fox News. Here's uh, Governor Ron DeSantis of Florida. And, and for those who don't remember, a long time ago, we've had when I first met Ron DeSantis before he was well. I'm gonna take that back. I had him on our show. I've never met him personally. His wife, who just recovered from cancer, thank God that uh, she they've had a rough time and uh, she has come through well. And they got think three uh small children and and but i met her at a tea party meeting of all things back in florida and and uh and her husband ron had just written a book and about our founding fathers and so we had him on our show back in uh 2010 or so and he's getting ready to run for congress but now he is one of the best spokesmen across America. He's proven he's been a great congressman, and now he's been a great governor. And he did not let these mandates from Joe Biden slow him down for reopening Florida when it came to all the COVID uh, nonsense that was just pouring out of Washington, D.C. And Florida is thriving now compared to all the blue states, New York, California, but Ca but even the mayor of Miami, and, and it, you know, of all we talked about, of all the big cities, Miami, Miami uh, is thriving compared to all these huge cities. They're Democratic control, but the Republican governor and the Republican mayors made Miami a, a just a a big city that knows how to get things done and take care and take care of its people. Listen. Let me get, play this clip right here. Take a listen to Governor Ron DeSantis. We are joined exclusively by the governor of Florida, Ron DeSantis. Governor, thank you for being here. Overnight polling must have been really bad for Biden's big fascism speech, given the whiplash he gave everybody today. What was your initial reaction when you first heard what he said? Well, I thought it was one of the most uh, disgusting speeches an American president has ever given. I just got to jump in and say a big amen to what Governor DeSantis just said disgusting speech yes go ahead being a unifier and he's basically saying to the vast majority of the country that disapproves of him uh that they're effectively a threat to the republic he dodders he lashes out uh but at the end of the day his policies are why there's so much opposition to him. He came in and he opened the border, and we've seen what a disaster that's been. He kneecapped American energy. We've seen how that's hurt millions and millions of people across our country. They've inflated the currency. We have one of the worst inflations we've had in over 40 years. So, of course, people are going to be upset at all the wreckage that he's left in his wake. He is the American Nero. He's a failed leader, and I think that he is doing this because he's trying to energize his base to fend off uh, a real butt whip in this November. Uh, Governor, to what do you attribute the flip-flopping here? Is this senility or is this self-preservation because he saw the polling on this speech and the reaction? Look, it's been said that the president of the United States is whoever is feeding his teleprompter. And mm -hmm. so they fed that teleprompter in in Philadelphia last night, and he angrily delivered that speech and lashed out at his fellow countrymen. Today, he was asked off the cuff, and he said something totally opposite. But I note, Raymond, they're tweeting from his account 
the same nasty stuff that he said last night. And so I think the people that are in control of the White House uh, want to drive this message uh, that people that dissent from his policies are somehow second-class citizens. And think about it. They've been willing to mobilize the administrative apparatus of government to go after people they don't like. Remember, this time last year, mm -hmm. they were imposing vax mandates. They wanted people to lose their job based on getting an mRNA shot or not. Thank you, Governor DeSantis. We don't need to let people forget. If you lost your job, or if you know someone who lost their job, if you know someone who had to get out of the military, had to get out of the National Guard, had to get out of the hospital, doing things they love, and they had to drop out if they weren't willing to bow down and take the uh, what Governor DeSantis said, the, the COVID jab. Now, a lot of people got it, including me. But to be forced to take a jab of something into your body and you refuse it and you got to quit the job that you've been trained for, you got knowledge for, Think of our military. Is our military stronger because we've lost people with experience? And we cannot even get the military's quotas for young people signing up and volunteering to serve. We cannot meet uh, our needs. And, and here we are firing people, driving them out of our military with their, all their knowledge and training, experience, and we're pushing them out because of Joe Biden's mandate. Thank you, Governor DeSantis, for pointing that out. And unfortunately, I think the weaponization of this government is something when you talk about 87,000 IRS agents, who's that going to go after? Mm. It's going to go after the people that he was attacking in his speech last night. Mm. Governor, here's what Biden said about acceptable Republicans. Watch this. Not every Republican embraces their extreme ideology. I know because I've been able to work with these mainstream Republicans. American democracy only works only if we choose to respect the rule of law and the institutions that were set up in this chamber behind me. Only if we respect our legitimate political differences. Uh, Governor, who made Biden the passport officer of mainstream republicanism? And does the governor of Florida fit in that definition, do you think? Well, look, he talks about rule of law. What has he done? He's violated his oath of office to take care that the laws are faithfully executed by opening the border. He's not following the law there. Look what he did with the student loan bailout. Congress never authorized that. He's citing a law from September 11th to somehow give loan forgiveness and put it on the backs of the taxpayer for people with degrees in gender studies. So spare me this idea of the rule of law. He doesn't give a darn about the rule of law. And yes, the only Republicans he likes are Republicans that want him to get his way. If you stand up against his bad policies like we do in Florida, then of course he's going to try to write you out over who's acceptable as an American citizen. Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, if Kevin McCarthy becomes speaker, I, I, is he an acceptable Republican or not? Is he not going to speak to the Speaker of the House? I rather doubt it. Governor, last night we saw two Marines standing at attention behind Biden. At least one veterans group says they're reduced to props. Here's how the White House press secretary defended it. The presence of the Marines at the speech was intended to demonstrate the deep and abiding respect uh, the president has for these service, service members, uh, to these ideals uh, and the unique role our independent military plays in defending our democracy. Governor, you're a veteran. Your reaction to that? 
Yeah, I mean, he's using those Marines as a prop for a partisan attack on half the country. Uh, I think that that's something that is uh, doesn't sit well with a lot of veterans. And I'd also say he respects veterans. He respects active duty. He has kicked out military members based on the COVID jab. So that's mm. not respect in my book. We've lost a lot of good people who wanted to serve, but for his mandates. Thank you once again, Governor DeSantis, for pointing this out. And please, all listeners, go to the people. You may have lost your job. You, you know somebody's lost their job. Make sure they get out and vote and let Joe Biden know they did not like being forced out of their job and their relatives and everybody and friends. They may be diehard Democrats. But you tell them they have to give J Joe Biden a message. Send Joe Biden a message in November. They won't listen to us. They won't listen to anybody got common sense. The only way to make them listen is to get a overwhelming, like I said, not just a red wave. We need a transformational election. Let them get a message they will never forget and they'll never recover from. That can happen, but only if you get fired up and know there's hope in this country. He didn't give you hope in that speech. President Biden gave no hope in that speech. But the hope is that you are an American citizen and you can get out and vote and tell others to vote and make sure Joe Biden gets the message that we do not like the way he's taking this country. And that's the only way you can talk to you blue in your face. They're not going to listen, but they will have to listen to the vote. They cannot close their ears and they need to hear it loud and clear. So start working now. Make sure there's not a Democrat that doesn't have opposition. Make sure every Republican, even though you're not, you may not be a Republican, this is an election. We have to send a message. Vote only for Republicans. Make the Democrats pay for the price that they've done to this country through Joe Biden and what he's forcing on the American people. We cannot continue going the direction that he's taking this country. We've got to speak up. Now, please continue on. Yeah, well, some are saying it was also a way to underscore his war talk, if you will. And they keep saying this is not a political speech, but sure it sounded like it. And the imagery was quite aggressive, like the Praetorian Guard surrounding him there. Yeah, look, and then I think you look at the way he's weaponized federal agencies. It all plays into this idea uh, of him mobilizing government uh, against people he doesn't like. And he has done that time and time again. And I think he's going to continue to do it. And if Republicans do take control, they need to hold them accountable because I think it's likely to get worse uh, if he loses in the midterms. Governor, we knew school closings during COVID were devastating, but this national test results, uh, it, this report card, shows that the pandemic erased two decades of progress in math and reading. Democrats are now trying to blame Republicans, which we'll get to a bit later in the show. But I have to ask you, you took a lot of criticism for reopening those schools early in Florida. What is your message tonight for those trying to blame you and Trump for these educational setbacks? Well, first of all, the pandemic didn't cause those setbacks. Lockdown policies of Democrat governors, Anthony Fauci, uh, national teachers unions who wanted schools closed. They are the ones that caused that. In Florida, we said you have a right to be in school and you need to be in school. And we've done much better as a result. But it wasn't the pandemic 
because all it required was leadership to say we need to keep kids in school. And those Democrats and those unions and the left and Fauci, they chose ideology over what was right for those kids. And the damage is going to be lasting, regardless of what Fauci wants to tell you. Governor, before I let you go, we see the polls tightening, the generic polls moving into these uh, generic ballots, moving into the midterms. What would be your advice to the Republican Party? What notes should they strike in these closing days? And how should they counter what we heard from President Biden last night? Well, hold Biden accountable. This is a referendum on his failures. Mm -hmm. Make sure everybody knows how his policies have contributed to the mess we're in. Uh, and then articulate what you will do to address things like the border, like crime, uh, like mm -hmm. inflation. I think if you do that, I think Republicans are going to win both chambers. And I think it'll be a really good night. Governor uh, DeSantis just said what needed to be said. And I want to say, Senator Mitch McConnell, did you hear what Governor DeSantis said, that we can win both houses of Congress? It is possible. And if you can't get out there and fight for these Senate nominees, just get out of Washington. Get off of the Capitol steps. Get out of the way. Because we need to send a message to the Democrats and Joe Biden. And if you can't lead, get out of the way. That's for you. Somebody and all the listeners send this message to Senator McConnell. Get up and lead. Lead, lead. And if you cannot, then get out of the way and let somebody who knows how to lead us to victory take charge. Okay? Oh, my goodness. Time's moving on. And I do want to play this uh, clip from uh, Mike Huckabee. Won't be quite as long, but... Listen, thank you for listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. You're listening to us right here on webtalkradio.net. And uh, uh, there is a book coming out. I've told you some. Uh, something to do has nothing to do with politics. A fictional book that I'm uh, getting published and hopefully be out before the end of the year. I'll let you know more about it as it comes available. And I also want to say... Tell your friends and neighbors. We do always get more listeners during the election a year. And people are trying to get information from other places, different ways. So tell them about Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. And as our listeners grow around the country, uh, we, we, uh, we, we enjoy that, knowing we're reaching other people. We try to give you things here. And you may hear things you won't hear other places. And it's very important to know what's going on across the country and especially in your region. And like I said, you have got to get involved and get people involved. And there is hope out there. One of the reasons we had this speech from hell, from the fires of hell in the White House, they made it look so satanic because they're they're, it's a two-way thing. They're trying to fire up their base because somehow I guess they think their base responds from something from hell. But the other reason is, is because they're trying to disillusion you. And when you see these polls saying the Democrats are, are even and breaking even and they're coming back strong because everybody wants abortion, that, you know, they're putting all this junk out here. And they want to make sure you do not get fired up. The last thing they want to see is a fired up America. They remember the Tea Party days. They remember different days that uh, the Republicans get fired up. They do not want you fired up. Now's the time. It is September. It's after Labor Day. You can run to the finish line now. Sprint. Sprint hard to the finish line. Help people get out and get elected. Make sure you help. Uh, the if, if you got... 
uh, absentee ballots and you know people who have a hard time getting there, let's do like the Democrats. Don't wait till Election Day when you may not have time to go pick them up and get them to the polls. Help people early. Get them out. If you got early voting, get them out. If the Democrats are doing it, we got to do it. We got to do it better than they do it. So uh, let me play this clip from uh, Mike Huckabee, and then we will uh, finish up the show. Thank you for listening. Huckabee. Uh, Mike, you, you just- The whole speech was dark. The words were dark. The setting was dark. I, I really looked at it, and I thought, my gosh, who wrote this and came up with the venue? Satan? It was just that kind of... Uh, speech, David, that was uh, frankly kind of blood-curdling. I've never seen a U.S. president in all my life, and I go back to Eisenhower in terms of remembering presidents. I've never seen a president use the presidential seal and the authority of the office to give such a just incredibly divisive speech and accuse 74 million Americans, half the country, of being evil. Not just saying, you guys right. disagree, your ideas aren't as good as mine, but to say we're enemies of democracy, and I agree with you wholeheartedly. The image of those Marines standing there at attention through all of that uh, was, to use a word from Hillary, it was deplorable. You know, I, I am a, from a Marine family. My son's been in a couple of wars fighting for the Marines. I mean, I, I know Marines pretty well, and I happen to know for a fact that a lot of them don't have a respect for this administration. And I, I even, those poor guys that, that were forced to stand there, because that is their duty uh, to, to honor the commander-in-chief the way they did, but to realize that what they were doing was being used to back up with force these ideas of calling out half of America as, as traitors. Well, one of the things Joe Biden said last night was he spoke about the two documents of our uh, democracy, talking about the Declaration of Independence and, of course, the Constitution. I wonder if he's read either one of them, because if he had, he would realize that the founders in the Declaration of Independence said that we hold these truths to be self-evident, that all of us are created equal, endowed by our Creator with inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That means that there is no such thing as an intrinsic worth of one person and a worthlessness of another. That's right. He, he shattered that last night. And then in the Constitution, we're clearly given the liberties of not only free speech and freedom of association and freedom of worship, but we're innocent until proven guilty by court of law. We're subject to due process, not just to wild political accusations. And we also are protected against a government that's so big that it can come into our homes and just rifle through everything we have looking for a way to criminalize us. Right. I wonder, has he read those documents? Uh, well, I, maybe at one time. I don't know if he still remembers what's in them. But the point is today he's trying to back off what he said last night, saying, oh, I was only going after those people that said the election was false, that they didn't buy the, the results of the election. But in fact, what he said last night specifically was he pointed to policies that he happens to disagree with. Fine, he happens to disagree with some of these policies. He has different views on abortion. He has different views on this, that, and the other thing. But that doesn't mean that the people who have the other views are disloyal Americans. And, and again, it, it totally... Uh, it totally shatters his, his pullback today from what he said last night. Well, and he lied about several things. When he said that 
uh, MAGA Republicans uh, are against people having contraceptives. Where yes. did he come up with that? That's not true. I know. That is an outright lie. In some states, there's going to be more abortion than there ever has. I want to know, does he think it's a wonderful thing that some people in his party believe there should be no restrictions on abortion, even up to the moment of birth, and that you could dismember a completely whole and healthy baby inside the mother's womb for whatever reason you wanted without having to have a justification for it. That's a far cry from when Bill Clinton said abortion should be rare, legal, uh, but, but available. I, I'm just thinking that this was just bizarre. And this whole idea about the election results, anybody who questions it, uh, go to my Twitter account. I've retweeted from the RNC 10 minutes of Democrats, including Joe Biden, yeah. including Hillary and Jimmy Carter, saying that the election of 2016 was stolen and that Donald That's Trump right. was not a legitimate president. Yeah. I mean, they can't have it both ways. And yet the mainstream media allows them to have it both ways. They push it because the mainstream media is an arm of the Democratic Party. It just is now. They have become that. And listen, don't you just love Mike Huckabee? He puts things in such a way that uh, you can understand it. And sometimes he puts in humor. But he is really concerned about America. I am too. You are too. You wouldn't be listening to this show. And like I said earlier, we have got to get out and show out in November by getting everybody you know out to vote. we got to get people out to vote. And I think we're going to see... Like we've mentioned before on this show, even in 2020, there were more black Americans voting Republican than had ever voted that way since Eisenhower. This can be a trend. It can continue. We've had more Hispanics voting Republican than ever before. And this is not just a trend that continue if we get everyone out to vote. If you don't like high gas prices, you vote Republican. If you are a working man, a working woman, the Republican policies are what make your life better. If you are someone who, who wants a strong military and don't want this wokeism in the military, then you vote Republican. If you believe in traditional values, if you believe in just the Constitution and that everyone should have life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, you vote Republican. The Democrats have just ignored everything that makes any sense. And it is why this country is going downhill in such a hurry. We cannot afford to sit out this election, get everybody out there, everybody you know, everybody that is sick and tired of this country sinking down into an abyss like the pit of hell that the president just made his speech from. It's time to stand up. There's angels up there, I believe, ready to help, will help, because it's not time for America to slide into the pits of hell like Joe Biden's preaching. Wow. I hadn't thought about that. Preaching from the bowels of hell. That's about what President Biden just did. And, you know, bless his heart. <laughs> he probably doesn't even know what he's saying. He's reading off the teleprompter. But that's, you know, that's who the Democratic Party gave us. And they gave it to us, and I really believe and if you're against the election, then you're an enemy of America. Well, how about all the enemies from 2016, like Mike Huckabee just pointed out? All these Democrats have said that uh, Donald Trump was not the legitimate president in 2016. 
Well, they must be fascists too. Our whole country must be fascists then. Is that right? No, it's not right. Get out there in November. Start working now. Don't wait to November. Work now to make it happen and make this an historical election that's more than just a red wave. It's transformational. And not only make America great again, make it the best it's ever been. God bless you. See you next week right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Thanks for joining us today. And remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen. Or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you again next week.